my top 10 stocks for the month of June and potentially for the month of July. So like most of you know, I try my very hardest to kind of put money to work on a weekly basis, either by finding a new stock or adding to existing position. So these are going to be the 10 stocks that are going to be on top of my list to add on this month. We're going to see a little bit of everything, right? You guys know I'm huge into the semiconductor market. So we're going to do see a nice amount of semiconductor plays. Don't worry, we're not going to see any of your traditional AMD, your NVIDIA, your Intel. We're going to take a closer look at different opportunities here that I do believe have huge potential. You guys know I'm also more of like a growth style um, investor to some extent, but we're also going to look at some valuation plays with some, some nice dividend. Outside of that, we're going to look at software companies as well, at gaming companies, cybersecurity, and the list goes on and on. So let's get started with today's episode. So the first company I am going to take a closer look at is Adobe, ticker ADBE. And Adobe is one that I believe I started talking talking about roughly two months ago. I'm up roughly 20% in this position. It's one that I'm still adding on and I do believe can continue to do well. Before we take a closer look at some of the bullish reasons, I just want to take a closer look at financials. We can see Adobe revenue trailing 12 months continues to see a nice uptrend. Cash from operations in 12 months is roughly 7.7 billion. So it does have a nice cash flow from operations. It also has a nice amount of cash and short-term investments of roughly 5.6 billion. And if we take a closer or look at total long-term debt is roughly 3.6 billion so financially i'm very very excited about adobe if we take a closer look at things like ev to ebitda ratios and this is the one i like to look at for adobe maybe a software company that's a little bit more mature that's a little bit more uh, positive and kind of those financials that we saw i prefer this metric and we can see forwards is sitting at roughly 21.63 when we talked about it first it was definitely a little bit cheaper uh, in the team levels but i do believe still it's pretty important impressive, especially compared to previous values. The reason I am very excited about Adobe is this is a company that's moving very quickly with this AI market. And I do believe in the AI market, especially right now with generative AI, the ones that are in the creative aspect are the ones that are going to be winning right now. That kind of might change later on, but I do believe generative AI, we're going to see big wins in companies that are dealing with the creative aspect. Adobe is one in the forefront, and they are moving at rapid, rapid levels. For example, Adobe Firefly, which allows you to kind of create an image via text. Adobe has also kind of done numerous things and released Photoshop beta. I personally have not used Photoshop in a long, long time. I probably tested it, played around with it uh, a few years ago. But thanks to all these generative AI solutions, I just recently started to improve my kind of Photoshop uh, expertise. And I've gotten a lot better uh, because of all the new solutions that they have kind of came out, come out with. A good portion of the revenue comes from the creative cloud like i mentioned they're more than just photoshop they're just they're more than just adobe pdf they do have things like illustrator like um like Premiere Pro for video designing, things for podcasts. So right now we are in this creative market in terms of content creators from images, video, audio, um, podcasts, and the list goes on and on. And I think Adobe will also win. Uh, I do believe their document cloud and PDF service is also a sticky business. And their Adobe experience, which is more of a business-to-business company, um, which they deal with things like Adobe Analytics, um, real-time CDP, audience manager, and kind of be able to create those analytics for your customers for that business to business kind of product solutions. Adobe, in my opinion, is one that I've gladly continue to add right now. Um, and one, the one on my list, it's not the number one, I'm not doing these in any order. Um, but that is number uh, the first one I wanted to showcase. 
The second one is Unity. And before we go any further, guys, if you are enjoying the episode, make sure to hit the thumbs up as it does help me grow my overall audience. If you, I'm trying to hit 30,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So if you can, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you want to learn more about the semiconductor market, make sure to check out my membership. The link is down below. I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. So Unity Software, like I mentioned, I do believe the AI market is going to be a huge win for the creative space. Unity is a game engine that helps develop games, but their solutions are being used in other aspects as well. Unfortunately, I want to say Unity, if we look at their financials, things don't look that great like they did for Adobe. We can see they do have a nice amount of total long-term debt, $2.7 billion. They do have about $1.6 billion in cash and short-term investments, and their revenue is kind of growing up on a trolling 12 months basis. Remember, they did recently do an acquisition, so a lot of that revenue is on organic growth. Unfortunately, they are negative in cash from operations. But with this new kind of company that they acquired, they are going to be profitable in EV to EBITDA ratios. We can see the forward ratio right now is looking, it was from like negative 600, some crazy, crazy value to now positive 56, thanks to those valuations. For those that are not familiar with Unity, they have two main markets to create solution. Here is where you use their software to create a game to create some form of animation, to create some form of 3D product or, 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 or 3D. Yeah, 3D product is the best way to explain it. This is a market that I believe will continue to grow. I do believe we're seeing things like the streaming wars, original content, game creation, and the list goes on and on, that they are going to continue to see more licenses go on in their product. The second market is their growth solution, and their growth solution deals a lot with things like advertisement. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the advertisement business has been very, very weak due to the overall macroeconomics. I personally do believe that's shifting very, very quickly. As you guys know, I am a YouTube content creator. And in the past month, I personally have seen my YouTube ad revenue increase dramatically. So that's telling me one thing. The ad money is coming back to certain aspects. Maybe it might not be coming to the gaming world so quickly, but it's gonna, it's eventually going to get there. So I do believe Unity is going to surprise us really well with kind of their advertisement revenue in the future. Outside of that, in my opinion, Unity is is really focusing on this AI market. They haven't really announced too much on how they're using Unity AI. They just kind of did a really quick video of showcasing that you'll be able to use text prompts to create maybe things like 3D models and sceneries, but it seems like they're taking a while. I'm very, very curious to see them come out with that. The other thing we did here is Unity is kind of having a collaboration where they're going to be helping develop apps on Vision OS and kind of the Apple Vision. Pro. I think that's pretty cool to kind of see this collaboration with Apple. Uh, we can see if you go to Vision OS developers, they have videos on how to create immersive apps using Unity and how to bring your Unity VR apps to um, to kind of the Apple Vision OS. Uh, so I don't see this with any other game mentioned in their learning platform. So we can see how Apple is really kind of taking this collaboration pretty serious, which can definitely boost the company's licensing sales. It can also increase advertisement as probably more people are going to be starting to use Unity and all their different solutions. Outside of that, Unity also has a lot of learning, uh, a lot of other products for machine learning agents. Machine learning is not new into the gaming aspect, but you can use this for other for numerous things also robotic simulation i do believe the robotics market and autonomous robotics is going to be a huge future thanks to like 
delivery systems with robots. We're seeing them all over the world. And also kind of in distribution centers, we see how robots are being used to automate certain aspects. Unity kind of has robotic simulations into their platform. Next, we have the digital twins. Like I mentioned, they are a great product to kind of create digital assets and digital content. Digital Twins is another aspect outside of the gaming solution where this company can thrive. So Unity is going to be the second company for all those reasons. Now, number three, we're going to enter here into the semiconductor market. This is going to be Applied Materials, ticker AMAT. So Applied Materials, this is a company that provides semiconductor manufacturing equipment. And I think that's very important. I am very bullish in the semiconductor market. So why not be bullish in the equipment that is used? Used to make that aspect uh, we're going to see this is one that's more in the value side they do have a dividend yield of roughly 0.94 percent but look at that pe ratio right now sitting at 18.4 cheaper than it normally 17.96 cheaper than it's normally been uh, obviously not the cheapest we did see some of those pullbacks in october's but i do believe there's huge kind of growth opportunity here i'll explain why forward pe ratios also in the low teens if we take a closer look a nice kind of roundup here in revenue trailing 12 months continue to see that nice uptrend they have a nice amount of cash flow from operations that is lo- that is larger than their total long-term debt and they also do have a nice amount of cash and short-term investment so financially and valuation-wise, Applied Material is very, very impressive. Applied Materials is a company that creates equipment, like I mentioned, and they hit different aspects, right? They are not competing with ASML. I know so many people like ASML instead. I personally enjoy Applied Materials a little bit better. They're hitting different markets, and in certain markets, they have almost a monopoly in them, right? So I think that's pretty impressive, uh, and I'm really liking it. The other things that I like about Applied Materials is the market that they're in, right? Right now, we're seeing this huge expansion of semiconductor chip manufacturing like here in the united states we're seeing the chips act right we're seeing kind of intel tsm built more foundries here in 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 country so that's going to lead to an increase of equipment purchasing we're seeing that all around the world in europe in germany in japan maybe even in india we're also seeing it obviously in china as well so i do believe in the next few years we're still going to continue to see a nice growth in the semiconductor equipment market we can see here from their presentation the kind of semiconductor market is growing and is expected to get to one trillion by 2023. And right now, it's going to be driven by things like internet over Internet of Things and AI are really pushing this. But we still have things like mobility, like cloud, like PC and internet to continue to focus in the semiconductor market. Some other things that are really happening in the semiconductor space is. We're getting a lot of new players, right? We're getting even big tech getting into semiconductor design. So that could be a good win. The actual way that semiconductors are being produced or the process that they are created is also shifting, which can also bring new market opportunities for a company like Applied Materials. So I'm really, really enjoying this company a lot. Um, So the next company we're going to take a closer look at is Qualcomm. And this is more of like your mobile company to some extent this is a company that depends a lot of their revenue in the handset devices like phones and i do believe that creates a huge opportunity as this company is diversifying away from that uh so qualcomm ticker qcom has a dividend yield of 2.6 percent at the moment P.E. ratio. Look, this is pretty impressive. P.E. ratio right now, but around 12.78. So very interesting valuation wise. If we take a closer look, revenue is kind of 
downturning right now, but we know we are seeing this weakness in the phone industry. So for me, that's more of short-term pain, right? That's not something that I personally will worry about the long-term of things. I don't see the cell phone market dwindling anytime soon. Um, they do have a nice amount of, ca- uh, of total long-term debt, but they are positive in cash from operations, and they're also po- uh, they also have a nice amount of cash and short-term investments, right? If you add them up, it's nearly a one-to-one ratio with that total long-term debt. So nothing I personally would be worried about. Like I mentioned, right now, most of their revenue comes from the mobile market, but they are expanding and diversifying. The automotive market in the most recent quarter was nearly a half a billion uh, half a billion dollar industry they continue to grow here and they continue to expand their kind of work lock there the other thing the internet of things continues to grow their internet of things solutions go into the they create chips that go into like the meta oculus right they've also created chips that go into laptops and to other industrial internet of things like robotics and like sensors and their connectivity so i'm really enjoying qualcomm right now uh one of my favorite things about them is they're also kind of creating and investing a lot into ai and trying to bring ai to the edge opposed to kind of or opposed to bringing ai and doing it through the cloud on february 23rd they they were the world's first on-device demonstration of stable diffusion on an Android phone. So they created a chip that allows you to run certain AI solutions on the phone instead of sending it to kind of the cloud and back. And overall, it did show some great kind of product solutions. So I'm super, super excited of how this company is developing. Again, they have numerous growth opportunities. The automotive market internet of things like virtual reality augmented reality robotics the list goes on and on and obviously with the kind of solutions they are bringing here into the ai market as well all right so the next stock is another semiconductor stock that i believe not many people talk about microchip technology ticker mchp so microchip they create microcontrollers and, and microcontrollers are used for a variety of industries right and i believe this is such a boring place unless you're an engineer um in my opinion or someone who works in the tech field you probably really haven't heard of microcontrollers um but they are used like i mentioned for various industries i personally have seen them used a lot in the aerospace and defense world so if we take a closer look at microchip, first look at this P forward PE ratio of 12.64. And in my opinion, they have huge, huge growth opportunity. If we take a closer look at financials, we can see that trailing 12 revenue, trailing 12 months revenue continue to go up. They do have a nice amount of total long-term debt, but they are they do have a nice amount of cash from operations and they are a bit positive in cash flow from operations as well. I do believe this can continue to grow financially. I wouldn't be too, too fussed out uh, or, or worried about it. So if we take a closer look at microcontroller, we can see that their markets are in outside of the consumer space. And that's what I like to see. 41% of their revenue in fiscal year 2023 came from the industrial space. The next biggest is 19% from data center and computing, 17% for the automotive market. And you guys know me, those three markets, industrial, data centers, and automotive in the semiconductor market are, in my opinion, huge, huge bullish terms. Uh, We can see net sales growth. The company continues to grow. A big portion of their revenue comes from MMCU, and these are pretty much those micro controllers that I was just talking about. We can see net sales, roughly 58% comes from microcontrollers, 28% comes from analog chips, and 14% comes from other. 
Next, if we take a closer look at this company's kind of earnings transcript, they do mention that Gartner just published their rankings for calendar year 2022 using publicly record mixed sales mixed signal microcontroller revenue for calendar year of 2022, which they believe under were underreported, right? And they were ranked number three in kind of this microcontroller market and are just 1.4% away from number one. To put this into perspective, just three years ago in calendar year of 2019, they were roughly 16.5% away from number one. So they're really closing that gap to the number one spot. And I do believe that kind of showcase the strength of this company's kind of total revenue. So I'm really enjoying microchip. This is one I'm going to be adding. We saw a great valuation, in my opinion, and we do have numerous growth opportunities in this kind of market. The next semiconductor company is another one that's brand new. I don't believe many people are talking about it. Monolithic Power Systems. This is a company that designs a lot of power solutions and not a, 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 kind of a lot of analog power chips that are used in various industries. If we take a closer look, let's start off with kind of their financials. Total long-term debt of roughly zero. So they have no debt to their name. They have plenty of revenue in 2012 months continues to grow. They are also positive in cash and short-term investments, roughly a billion dollars there. And they are positive in cash flow from operations. So overall, I'm super, super excited about their financials. On the valuation side, this is more of a growth company to some extent. We saw that kind of revenue growth dramatically. EV to EBITDA sitting in the high 30s. I don't think it's crazy crazy level um, but it's definitely not that valuation play like maybe some of those other semiconductor companies that i was looking at like i mentioned this is a company that provides power solutions and very similar to something like texas instrument they have a lot and a lot and a lot of different products they're hitting different industries they are expected to continue to see revenue growth even during kind of this downturn in the market they have a huge exposure into a variety of, of places, not just Asia. We can see 36% of total revenue is coming from United States. So I believe that's a huge kind of growth opportunity. They do mention numerous end markets like computing, cloud data, GPUs. So the AI market can definitely help them grow here. Things like automotive as well, industrial, and you guys know me, I'm super, super bullish in those markets. In the most recent revenue, they did mention that 26.6% of their total revenue came from storage and computing. 23.3 came from automotive. We can see 10.5 came from enterprise data. And those are growing at some rapid levels. Now, this is what I'm really excited about this company. So MPWR, their serviceable addressable market is roughly 21 billion in 2021. They do believe it's driven by three main markets. The automotive is 7 billion. Then we have cloud computing, which is 4 billion. And they have motion controllers, which is roughly 4 billion. And those are industries I believe they can continue to grow. Here in kind of the computing aspect, they do things like CPU server boards, right? When we're kind of seeing all this huge growth in AI servers, in data centers, the power solutions that go into these boards are going to also see an increase. Things like GPU, AI servers, direct, the data centers. Just in the CPU server, they believe they have roughly a 1 billion servable addressable market. In the GPU server, roughly half a billion dollars there. And I do believe this is something that's going to continue, continue to grow. So I'm super excited about that. Like I mentioned, they're also creating power solutions for the automotive market. 
great opportunities here, in my opinion, for this company. Now, the next semiconductor, and this is going to be the last semiconductor company I want to take a closer look at, is Vanek Semiconductor ETF, ticker SMH. This is a semiconductor ETF, and maybe you don't want to kind of go into a semiconductor company individually, but you still want to ride that semiconductor space. This is one of my favorites. There are others I follow, but this is the one that tends to have the higher kind of volume, so it makes it a lot easier for maybe someone to enter. We can see the semiconductor market throughout the 10 years has completely outperformed the S&P 500 and the Qs, and you get all this kind of negativity of the semiconductor space that this is a cyclical market, but look at this huge growth opportunity in the 10-year. It has outperformed in the five-year as well, in the three-year as well, in the past year as well, and year to date. So overall, I believe the semiconductor will continue to beat the market. What I like about SMH is it's a very kind of small ETF, very kind of concentrated, 26 holdings, 25 actually. One of them, I believe, is cash. Um, top players are NVIDIA, TSM, and AMD. They do have a kind of a little bit expensive management fee or expense ratio of 0.35 not completely crazy but maybe some investors might not like it i personally don't mind it Another alternative to this ETF is ticker SOXQ. This one has less volume, so it might be a little bit trickier to get into, but this is another one I enjoy. It has a lot lower value um, expense ratio, a uh, management fee of roughly 0.15%, I believe. So it's in the teens, so it's a lot better um, if you're kind of looking for a cheaper valuation and expense ratio. Now we're done with semiconductors. I promise we're going to take a closer look at gaming companies. I believe Nintendo um, is another opportunity right now. We can see right now sitting at $10.95. Nintendo overall, it is positive. It has a nice amount of cash and short-term investments. Revenue, seeing a bit of a weakness right now. Obviously, the market, the gaming market kind of saw a peak in like 2020 and 2021. But overall, I do believe it's super strong. Company doesn't really have long-term debt. What I'm also excited about this company is PE ratio of 14.63. So you kind of get that valuation play. But you guys know me. I'm here for the growth story. So a few growth things. First, the Super Mario Bros. movie was a big, big hit. I do believe we're going to continue to see uh, Nintendo use their amazing IP to continue to create different kind of digital solutions, being movies, being cartoons, being mobile games, and so on and so forth. And I do believe they're going to continue to win. The second thing is, thanks to things like the Super Mario movie and the amount of great games, the life cycle of the Nintendo Switch continues continues to do well if we take a look at amazon and the best seller video games we can see number three is legend of zelda which is doing amazing in sales and number four is a nintendo uh, kind of e-shop gift card my dad personally just went and bought another nintendo switch because he just wants to play around and he kind of has this no nostalgia feelings with games like mario so i do believe the market is there for a lot and a lot of players we're coming to the end here. The next company we're going to take a closer look at is CrowdStrike. This is in the cybersecurity space. Market cap of roughly $35.4 billion. The company has a nice amount of cash and short-term investments. They have a nice amount of revenue. 2012 months is increasing as well. The company is also seeing a nice increase in cash flow from operations. And they have very, very low long-term debt. They pretty much can use their cash from operations to pay off that total long-term debt and be happy. This is more of a growth story, right? So I'm looking more of a PS ratio or price to sales ratio forward price to sales ratio is roughly 11.7 is trading at way cheaper valuations than it's ever been uh um 
on average, right, we can see in 2021, 2020, this was selling at crazy, crazy valuations. Um, we can see in their most recent earnings, they did achieve annual recurring revenue grew 42% year over year. They added roughly $174 million in net new uh, ARR. They are also mentioning that they continue to be a leader in the AI space. CrowdStrike was created as an AI cybersecurity company, so AI is not new to them. They mentioned that... Um, they did introduce Charlotte AI, which is a new generative AI security analyst that uses the world's highest fidelity security data and is continuously improved through a tight human feedback loop from usage by CrowdStrike's industry's leading threat hunters. We can also see that CrowdStrike announced that them and AWS are working together to develop powerful new generative AI applications that help customers accelerate their cloud security and AI journeys. They were also granted impact level 5 provision authorization for the Department of Defense. They are also kind of announcing complete solutions in XDR, which is extended, detect, and response. And they're also kind of releasing kind of insight for the Internet of Things in forms of EDR, which is endpoint detection and response and xdr which is what i mentioned as well so in my opinion crowdstrike is sitting at great levels right now another one i enjoy a lot the final company i have here is paypal holdings we can see this is a stock that has definitely been beaten a lot and i really do enjoy this fintech player uh, we can see overall the company does have a nice amount of kind of uh, of, of total long-term debt of roughly 10 billion but they also have a nice amount of cash and short-term investment a one-to-one ratio there and they are positive in cash flow from operations. And we can see that total 12 months revenue is taking on a nice option. So overall, financially, I'm not worried about them. P.E. ratio, in my opinion, forward P.E. ratio setting at 12.86, looking pretty attractive. Obviously, a lot of people hate PayPal. I'm not sure why. I do believe they have huge growth opportunity, especially here in the PayPal Braintree and the PayPal Complete Payment Solutions. Uh, these are things the PayPal Braintree is more for those big enterprises. The PayPal Complete Payments is more for that small businesses. And it's kind of that unbranded solution that many people not may not be talking about. They're also continue to expand uh, a lot of partnerships with big players like microsoft overall we can see unfortunately the total payment volume right now is not as strong obviously with macroeconomics we might see kind of a slowdown in certain purchases i do believe when the market starts to pick up this can be a one that can grow dramatically overall we are seeing active accounts still kind of be on the flat line this can continue to grow in my opinion especially with things like venmo and some of the other solutions that they're seeing uh some other opportunities here in my opinion right there are positive and free cash flow they do kind of do a nice amount of kind of buybacks and kind of other options to kind of return to shareholders so for me paypal the biggest for me growth opportunities is what I was just talking about is these two, the PayPal Braintree and the PayPal Complete Payment. In my opinion, these this is a underlooked giant, fintech giant that many people believe is going to be dead in the next few years. But overall, I believe this has huge growth opportunities. So I hope you guys enjoyed these 10 stocks. I know it was a little bit longer video, but I want to showcase all the different companies that I am looking at this month. Take care, have a good day, and see you next time.